welcome to Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And in today's episode, we are reviewing A Princess in Theory by Alyssa Cole. If you've never listened to our review episodes before, don't worry. This episode will be a spoiler-free discussion, and it's basically just one long pitch episode. And then the episode immediately following this one will be a spoiler discussion. We don't hold anything back. We go into like specific plot points, characters, etc. So if you've read along with us or have read the book before, we'll be sharing our thoughts in that episode. Like we said in this one, this will be spoiler free. So it's safe to listen to. I, you know, I love a royal subplot, anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited to read this one and to make you read it because now maybe you'll actually want to read the royal we. It's, it's a long con, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it? This is the long con. I'm all about the long con. Just ask Alex, illiterate cats. <laughs> Oh my god. You know what I was just thinking? So my brother has been wanting us to watch the show Burn Notice on from USA. Have you ever seen that? It's old. Obviously. I haven't because I think that guy only has one facial expression. <laughs> <laughs> like Nick loves that show and it drives me in. Like anytime I, I'm like, that guy has one facial expression. That's not acting. And he only talks like this no matter what's going on. All right, well, I've never seen it. No hate on USA shows, though, because one of my favorite shows of all time, of all time, is White Collar. And please tell me you've seen that. (laughs) I have seen it. Nick's sister is obsessed with White Collar, and she came to visit me in the city one time. And I was like, well, what do you want to do? She'd never been to New York City before. And she was like, I want to go to the White Collar house. (laughs) I was like, that's it? She was like, yes. So and we went to, it's just, it's just the exterior. It's like the Friends building. They didn't actually film it there. It's just the exterior of this apartment building. I don't care. Being in any space that Matt Bomer also occupied. Matt Bomer. That's my dream come true. Like if, oh my God, I can't even talk about how much that show. I love it so much. So anytime anybody brings up con men, like I have like a, a I've romanticized that in my head because of that <laughs> show. <laughs> because of that show. Ooh. Your next, your next uh, writing project, a uh, an enemies to lovers con man. <laughs> I mean, I think part of partly why I was always attracted to Reese and Akatar is because in my mind, like he was Matt Bomer. You know, like that's oh, like the eyes. That's a visual. It's a visual I can get behind. Like young Matt Bomer. I do feel like when people, it's it's very obvious when you're like, I think we talked about this in the Akatar episodes. Like, oh, who's Tamlin? Like, Chris Hemsworth. It's a yeah. very clear visual. But, like, Reese is, like, so, like, I think we all see a different, like, Reese is everyone's ideal partner. So we all see him as we would view, like, our type, I think. Yeah. So it's so hard to pinpoint. I feel like we do that with, like, every male love interest in a romance series like you you obviously have to like line up some of the physical attributes that the that the author gives you it's like a sketch artist like what am i making all these crime references (laughs) you really miss working (laughs) seriously it's like when you get a a character sketch done for a, a, a mugshot or not mugshot a uh person of interest shot yeah and it's like it kind of looks like the person okay so that's what the, the author gives you and then you like take that and you like run with it yes 
Um, okay, wait. Why did you bring up burn notice? I got us effed off. <laughs> oh, I I met, I only brought up burn notice to say that it remind that because my brother is having me watch that. I'm also thinking about white collar because they were on TV at the same time. And oh. literally, the only reason I brought this up was because you are you are my con man with the royal we. <laughs> like that's it. So a princess in theory is part of your con. Yes. It's a great subplot. It's so fun. I will say Um, like this is definitely the first book that I've ever read that has any sort of like royal element to it. And I was pleasantly surprised. Well, okay. That's not true. Red, white, and royal blue. But I guess hmm. in the – I don't know. This is definitely the first book I've ever read that's like a, a modern day fairy tale. You know, yeah. like, have you, is is the royal weave in that? Like, have you ever read a book that's modern day fairy tale? Yes, I've read many a book. <laughs> I don't uh, even know why like I asked that. that. I mean, like, as I loved The Princess Diaries, and Meg Cabot actually does the blurb on um, the cover I saw of that, Princess yeah. in Theory. And I've read, I, I mean, because I've read The Princess Diaries, obviously The Royal Wee, American Royals, um, American Royals is not so much of like the modern day fairy tale uh, idea, but it's just, I, my mom, like, I remember the day that Princess Diana died because my mom was distraught. We are um, huge Anglophiles in my home, like where I grew up. So it's just like, I don't know, I've always been drawn to these types of stories, like, Ella Enchanted is the fir- the book that made yeah. me be a reader. Um, I think that that maybe has a big uh, a draw to to it. And then like I obviously like I loved I really look up to Princess Diana and the stigmas that she really worked to end, especially with like AIDS research. Um, and obviously like I love Kate Middleton and I adore Meghan Markle. So and now I think that that's where I just I don't know it's the fiction that I that I gravitate towards naturally. I think that's great too because here we'll go reviewing this book from like two very different backgrounds like or perspectives. Mm -hmm. Like your book repertoire is a lot different than mine and I think like that will result in a pretty cool conversation. Like how this book has mass appeal especially right now. (laughs) Which we did not even – realized did not know relevant like which what how fun is that this book came out in 2018 and it was like I think that there's that's one of the most magical parts about reading is that no matter when you pick up a book somehow themes are so universal and timely and like something tells me that we were supposed to read this in this moment for a reason right like okay so for those of uh, those of you who haven't read this yet because this is the spoiler free and you are entitled to we want you to listen <laughs> to this episode um the reason why we're saying that is because um we'll, we'll give like a little synopsis of the book So Naledi, who's our main character, she doesn't have time for fairy tales between grad school and working multiple jobs to help pay for her grad school. As a foster child, she believes in science and has learned she can only depend on herself. So the spam emails telling her she's she's betrothed to an African prince are getting really annoying. When a new man arrives in the kitchen where she works, Letty mistakes him for a pauper, but he's really a prince. Their natural chemistry and flirtation quickly turns into passionate nights together. But when Letty finds out the truth about her popper's identity, how will she fit into this new royal life? And the science background, 
like and Letty's career is really what um, makes this incredibly relevant, I think, to literally not just like generally now, I mean like right now, like 2020 relevant. Let's talk about Alyssa Cole a little bit because we mentioned uh, when we started this series that if you had heard Alyssa Cole's name around lately, it was because she had just released her first thriller called When No One Is Watching. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I was sent um, an advanced reader's copy of that, but I was in the romance section at my bookstore picking up something else and they had When No One Is Watching in the romance section next to Alyssa Cole's other books, Mm -hmm. which I was just like, wait, I know that she's like a well-known romance author, but like this book is not romance. And that's another book that's incredibly timely. I highly recommend it to everyone. But she writes mostly historical contemporary and sci-fi romance, which is a subgenre we may have to dip into. Um, But she has her first, uh, I don't know if she has any romantic thrillers. I think this is like, that was like her first die but she's super she's a super popular author Mm -hmm. um she's been recommended several times to us um by Haley and diane also recommended her um amber loved it as well yeah um so Haley Haley berry's books uh shaped by stories diane by amber burns all of them have sung um Alyssa cole's praises as a, a historical romance author and I so I was really interested to read some of those but like I think that I needed to start with a contemporary because I'm still like I'm slowly like getting my toes into the water of historical romance after reading (laughs) bringing down the duke I definitely know that like I like it but it's just like a tone shift that you have to like prepare yourself for so I definitely, I have so many, I have so many historical romance that have arrived on my book shelf, so I need to read them. Alyssa Cole has a couple others that sound really, really interesting. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I was, I wanted to make sure that we like gave proper time to in this series was mar- mass market paperbacks because mm-hmm. that really is like that is a true sign and mark of a romance reader is reading those books they've they've been around forever they're the ones your grandma read that really is what fuels not just the publishing industry but specifically like what keeps romance so relevant it's those books and now we're starting to see a shift I think or or not necessarily a shift but but romance going more mainstream with these pretty trade paperbacks with the mm-hmm the illustrated covers um but we wanted to make sure that we picked for a review episode a beloved author and a series i think that's super cool because you can continue on after this and um, a mass market the princess in theory was actually on the new york times uh list for the 100 most notable books of 2018 i really enjoyed reading it I don't know. I was like intimidated by the fact that it was mass market. I was like, what is this going to be like? How It did not feel like it was any, like it read different from any other contemporary yeah. romance novel. So and I, if you have like a fear of the mass market and you think it's going to be like. A different formula of some sort. Yeah, like fluffy or 
like lack substance as people constantly accuse romance novels of doing that does not at all I think that this book I, I was I loved the romance I loved the setting um it made me really really homesick for New York City and I loved like the the plot I was like I really enjoyed it and on audio it's really fun because like we said the the love interest is an African prince so he has this like delicious Super accent. sexy accent yes like oh it's it's uh Naledi. it's good like I could oh, just hear yes. him say Naledi <laughs> over and over again um yes I echo everything yeah there are some books that are gonna be like lighter you know, lots of sex and like little plot like that still is is definitely a demographic that is represented in romance. Just like there are action books that are like 90% action and like 10% plot like there there's Mm -hmm. something out there for everybody. But don't let that presumption about what the cover looks like you know, don't judge a book by by its cover, right? There's mm-hmm. so much to these books. And I think if you go to a bookstagram account like Haley's, like Diane's, like Sarah at the High Reader, like these people that read a lot of romance, trust their reviews. Look at Goodreads. See like these um, bookstagrammers and see what they're saying about these books because that's going to help you find the type of romance that you want to read. I think, I'm not going to speak for you, Phoebe, but like I think A Princess in Theory ticks so many boxes in terms of what I would look for in a romance, which is something that has steam, has a great plot and character development, and also has that like extra factor of addressing, you know, society and and, Mm -hmm. um, some issue that makes me you want to think a little bit, a little bit more. I totally agree. Like I say, constantly the thing that I look for the most in romance is character authenticity. I don't mm-hmm. care what the like level of steam is, what the plot is, as long as like the romance is believable. I think that this really fell in that category. I believed mm-hmm. the romance and I just, I don't know, I loved where it took us because we, um, how Alyssa Cole writes about New York City and the solo in South Africa is just like, I don't know. I, it was, I really loved how um, she brought us to those places um, with still putting the emphasis on the romance and all of that. Yeah, 100%. And I just, I really like the idea of a modern fairy tale because it felt both incredibly fantastical because it's like, oh my gosh, a prince came to, you know, Mm -hmm. came into my life, right? Like that's such a, wow, wouldn't that be nice kind of element, which is something that is a great reason why you would read romance or whatever. It's like that extra escape element. But then because it's, you know, in modern day, we have Letty, you know, going through the foster system, trying to make it as a black woman in STEM, um, Mm -hmm having to deal with her male co-workers not treating her as an equal there's so many things that are in this book that really ground it um, and really make you think and give you that that knowledge that we all yearn for when we're reading as well so I feel like the modern fairy tale is a really great you get like the best of both worlds I mean I also love any story that 
shows a woman working in a like a full-time job Mm -hmm. and also having um like a relationship and pursuing a relationship and similarly to when we have stories about stay-at-home moms I don't think we have a lot we don't think we have enough of those but anything that is showcasing women being more than one thing yeah um I think is something that is really really nice to see Or, like, this idea that, like, women are not sitting around, like, waiting for their betrothed to come into their lives. Letty was definitely a character in which, at her career, she has her passions, she has her friends, she has a life, and she's not going to let some man come into her world and just, like, completely turn it on its head. Also, some other great side characters between Portia and... And Lakotsi. Oh my gosh. Um, great friendships. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I also think the fun thing about the modern day fairy tale is that we do have these really antiquated ideas of arranged marriages and betrothals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like juxtaposed to um, dating apps. And yeah, um, like I just think that that is, it's a really fun element Um, Because you get to hear these, like, highly romanticized ideas from our youth implemented into the modern world, which I just think, I don't know, I think that's one of the things that makes me love it so much is that I am not a person who likes to make decisions. I like having the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I love that it's like, oh, that maybe some of us dreamed about when we were younger, still can exist in this like special little world um, that Alyssa Cole created. Yeah, because you do get both. You do get like characters swiping right on dating apps and also like (laughs) Prince showing up at your door. Like you literally get both in this book. I also love Lakotsi as she's, you know, like I guess a secondary character you'd say. But the great thing about this book is that it is a series. And so we're gonna get some of these secondary characters that I was like, oh, I want to learn more about Portia. Like, oh, I want to learn more Mm -hmm. about Lakotsi. Like, we're going to get that in more books in this series. So first, let's like say, would you, Phoebe, would you read it or would you list it? I would definitely read it. Yeah, for sure. I agree. And what would your, oh, steam level. What do you think steam level is on this? Um, I'm gonna give it... Uh, a 3.5 out of 5. Yeah, I think that's, I think that that's fair. Like I'm, my, I feel like my scale is adjusting ever after, after reading The Roommate, but. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would probably give it a 3.5 too. It's my, steamy, yeah. but like not, it's, it's, it's like, it's the perfect level of steam for me. It's satisfying. Yeah. Like it is, like I said, it, like it is believable, um, and like it is not it won't make you blush in my opinion yeah because I think at my scale is adjusting too I think this will be something fun to talk about in the wrap-up that we have like I know we've touched on it a little bit already but now I'm like sort of like okay like I guess like do I keep track of how many like scenes there are that are open door because that might be so I know some people are like, oh, I don't mind like one or two. It does that like how does that is it the is it the descriptions? Is it the language? Right. Is it the amount? Like what is the scale? I think that's we all have um 
personal preference in that sense. And so this is just like another reason why like books like these, because the mass markets are so affordable and they're really like they're available at a lot of libraries. So I think this book was like six ninety nine. Um the ebook yeah. was like six ninety nine. Um and the hard copy was that as well. I think it was actually even less expensive. Okay. But I think that mass market uh, romance could be a great way of finding yeah. your preference level for steam because there are so many and there are so many I would say that go from Hallmark movie all the way to Fifty Shades level. You yeah. Know, like, <laughs> And it's so funny because I think when I first started reading romance, I would have said I would have preferred the Hallmark. Heck, like when I first started, I was like, no, YA romance is about as most as I can get. Like a, a first kiss is all I want to see in my books. And like now I'm like. Really? Yeah. When I first started reading and I think it was only because there's this like, you know, stigma around reading these books. It and it's just, it's so completely ridiculous and I think that that's the point of why we want to we want to talk about romance so much is because you can like a book like this will teach you something will make you look Mm -hmm. up things after you finish it and is so fun to read at the same time and that is like why I read like I I don't Mm -hmm. I yes I think that there are some books that we read for education purposes I think they're all like I don't think we should ever stop reading nonfiction, um, dense literary fiction, contemporary fiction. Like I love all that. But I also really love an enjoyable story that still makes you think. Um, And I... We can't read those... We can't read literary fiction and the nonfiction titles that we need to in order to be better members of our community without reading about other people's joy Mm -hmm. and without like it's like it's like reading self-care like you have to take care of your reading brain yeah (laughs) Um, because otherwise it's like you're you have to pace yourself you can't just like limit yourself to those what that one type of genre or just serious literature um because that's just I don't think it's sustainable it's I know it sure as heck is not sustainable for me right and I, I don't think it's for me either I think it is for some people some people love that um but I know, for my me- brother oh my god yeah, and like even like in in college, I'd been like, I'm, I only read classics. Yeah, <laughs> and now, but I definitely like, think that that's like a theme that we sort of see with like Letty's life. Like she mm-hmm. had this one. There's one line in there where she says, "This is why I don't slow down because when I do, you realize I how tired I am." She realized that. Yeah. yeah. And I I was like, oh my God, she's an Enneagram three and I feel her. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I I don't know. I I loved her so much, but that line really stuck with me because I think that that's really true. Like sometimes we get like so overwhelmed that it's easier to just keep plugging forward than being like, hey, I think I need a second. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So Um, Okay. So what were your thoughts? Would you read it or list it? I would for sure read it. I actually am going to go. So I only had the Kindle copy and because I am, did you guys know that I'm an Enneagram one? (laughs) And the thought of having one mass market paperback on my bookshelves was like sending me like I literally could not handle that because it's shorter than all the other books. I know I don't know where to put mine right now. <laughs> and so I was like, I, I'm just going to do it with the Kindle. But I loved this book so much. 
I will be buying it in hard copy and I'll be buying the rest of the series so they can all have their own little section. Best part is all the entire series right now is on script. So you can mm-hmm. read them all with your membership, which is great. There's five books in total in the series, two full length and then two novellas. The second book, A Duke by Default, is Portia's story, which is um, one of the secondary characters. It's um, Letty's best friend. Letty's best friend, yeah. And then the first novella, Once Ghosted, Twice Shy, is comes after the second book. And that's Lakotsi's story. And I believe it is a woman-loving woman romance. Yes. And the third book, A Prince on Paper, is Naya's story, who we also meet in the first book. And then there's a second novella, Can't Escape Love, which re- comes right before the third book. And I'm not sure if we have met yet the protagonist in that sure. one. I only knew about the other ones, so I'm not sure about that one. Yeah, yeah. So that's the whole the whole shebang. I would not only read this, but I would I'm gonna continue on in the series for sure. Well, we will definitely have to check in later on with as we continue reading these books. So if we convinced you to pick up a princess in theory, definitely let us know. We love to hear from all of you. It's been so fun to read along with you. So if you did read along with us or you've already read a princess in theory, our spoiler filled discussion will immediately follow this episode. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure to leave a review and a rating on apple podcasts and stop by today's instagram post at read it or list it pod with your thoughts on today's episode you can also stop by our websites www.readandwrite.com and www.shelflovebookblog.com for links to any of the books mentioned in today's episode thanks for listening we'll see you next time original music by jake thorne Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at Read It or List It Pod. All rights reserved 2020.